Full 10 Yards Podcast. Welcome back, guys, to Full 10 Yards. It's me, Kieran Patterson, your host, Kieran's Corner. We are back with three primo NFL games to talk about this week, starting with the 4-1 and Browns versus the 4-0 and Steelers. So a lot of people are surprised the Browns have started off this well. It's the first time they've got off to a 4-1 and one start since, I think, 95. And the Steelers haven't done it since the 70s. So this is uh, big for both teams. We're going to start with the Browns. Baker Mayfield is kind of recovering from his terrible start last year. Seven touchdowns, two interceptions, 729 yards with a 93.7 passer rating, which... I mean, last year he looked terrible, and I, I don't want to say it's it's all Baker Mayfield's fault, but I also don't want to say it's all Freddie Kitchen's fault. But this year he has looked markedly better. I mean, OBJ has helped the guys 236 yards, three touchdowns so far. He's been killing it. We saw how good he's been looking recently, and even without Nick Chubb. Now, Kareem Hunt's gone off for 275 yards, three touchdowns, which if he was running back one, would definitely be higher but given that he was sat behind Nick Chubb until Nick Chubb went out that's actually fantastic and things look really good for the Browns on the offensive front mainly due to weapons like Hunt, Landry, OBJ and Mayfield to OBJ right now they've really formed a deeper connection and and he's really connecting with him on some better balls I just you know Baker Mayfield's a first overall pick you can't you can't baby him anymore. This is his year to show he deserves that pick and he can be the franchise quarterback that the Browns thought he would be when they drafted him. Now, while we've talked about how the Browns' offense is improving, let's not sleep on the defense. We're going to start with Miles Garrett. And going into this game, there is a lot of drama that I think is manufactured by the media. Because let's look at it, basically. This didn't happen against Big Ben. It happened against Mason Rudolph, and he's not going to be in the game. I think Garrett's grown from it. I know there's probably going to be a little bit of bad blood between the players, but I don't think it's as crazy as the media is, uh, you know, playing it up to be. But let's talk about Miles Garrett. He averages the most sacks per game in NFL history. That is not... You can't take this guy lightly. He's an absolute beast. Um... Yeah, he's he's absolutely killed it though. And Denzel Ward, great corner. Uh but Miles the Miles Steelers thing is a non issue this game. Of course, tensions may be high on that offensive line, but they're gonna have to double team Garrett or he's gonna run rampant on him and he's gonna pop Big Ben into the turf three or four times this game. I can see that happening. We know the Steelers have a good offensive line, but that's something that could happen if they don't double team Miles Garrett this game. Now, moving on to the 4-0 Steelers, Big Ben is doing bits. 777 yards, 7 touchdown, 1 pick, 105.2 passer rating. Oh my god, he's been going off. Say what you want about Big Ben, personal feelings about him. He has played great this year, especially coming off an injury, he's been fantastic. Chase Claypool, absolute terror. 261 yards, four touchdowns on the season. He's had only had 13 receptions, one of which was an 84-yard touchdown bomb. And I think we all remember that was one of the highlights uh, early this season. It's been absolutely great going forward. James Conner hasn't been, you know, terrible. 224 yards, two touchdowns, and Benny Snell, two 129 yards, but with no touchdowns. 
This part of the offense is, you know, ever since Le'Veon Bell's gone, they've kind of been lacking in the run game. But James Conner is a serviceable back, and he will still punch you through. He he has hundred yard games for sure, but he he's not Le'Veon Bell good. But who is? So l- look for them to lean on the pass a bit more because they also have Eric Ebron out there, hundred thirteen yards and a pick and not a pick, sorry, a touchdown. He's been fantastic. Big target man for him out there with guys like Juju Washington, uh, Deontay Johnson as well. All fantastic guys. Maybe the production isn't there, but Big Ben is moving the ball around well. And obviously on the defensive side, you've got guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and Devin Bush. And, you know, Minka, you you know my feelings on him. I feel like he, he's won the up-and-coming safeties in the league, and he transformed the Steelers' defense last year when he joined. He, he had a, a gang of picks, bunch of tackles. He was just everywhere. And honestly, a scary guy to play against. Um... This is going to be a defense-heavy game. I think two big teams who... And this game's really going to shape the outcome of this division. I know you've obviously got the Bengals, which are kind of like a non... Not really a threat this year, unless you take them lightly, and then they Joe Burrow will just carve everyone up. But then, obviously, you've got the Ravens. Uh, unstoppable team right now. Uh, you know, there's only a couple teams in this league, I think, can either contend with them. And the Steelers and the Browns are actually one of those teams. Anyway... I, my prediction for this game is Browns 24, Steelers 21. Get mad at me, Steelers fans. Give me your hate comments. Tell me how, you know, you've got six rings but only six teeth. Bring it on in the comments section. That's a shout-out to Sir Yacht. I've got your Browns winning this one, my man. So the next game is a two four-on-one teams, by the way. Two amazing quarterbacks who could very well... One of them I've definitely got, like... Uh, challenging Russell Wilson for MVP this year, but it is 4-1 Chiefs, 4-1 Bills. We'll start with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes has been killing it this year. 1,134 yards, 11 touchdowns, 0 picks, 123.3 passer rating. That is unreal. Uh, They just added Le'Veon Bell late last night. That's going to be a guy who they're going to look to. If they use him properly, they're going to stretch him out wide, have him catch him passes out of the backfield, a lot of those sort of things. That's what he's good at. Clyde has been fantastic, 344 yards and a tub on the ground. And then it's their receivers where they really come into their own. Tyreek Hill, 286 yards, four touchdowns. Sammy Watkins, 198 yards and a touchdown. Kelsey, 297 yards and two touchdowns. Nicole Hartman has still been fantastic all year, even though his production isn't where it was last year. But we got to talk about that. the Chiefs last week game where they lost to the Raiders. I, you know... I thought they would probably beat the Raiders, but it it, can't, it came down to what the Raiders have been good at this year, and that's hard-nosed football. They're running the ball. They're stuffing the ball down their opponent's throat. We saw it. They struggled. They they had the Patriots on the ropes early. They've been doing every team they come up against. They are stuffing the ball down their throat, and they're running the ball, and that's what the Chiefs struggle with. And the Raiders were the only team who really stuck to that game plan against the Chiefs. Other te- Other teams can do this against the Chiefs. But the Raiders really stuck to it. They didn't second-guess themselves. They didn't say, oh, we've got to give Carr some, some throws or whatever. They they ran that ball, and the Chiefs choked on it. I'm not saying their defense is terrible. They have got strong guys. Guys like Tyron Matthew are out there in the secondary who can pick off passes. But at the line of scrimmage, the Chiefs really struggle to stop the run, and that's disappointing because if they didn't struggle so much with the run, they could put up on a lot of teams this year. If they had a run defense akin to... Actually, funnily enough, um, like the Bills or Patriots, they would they would be doing a lot better this year. But 
I'm not. I don't mean this year's Patriots. Last year's Patriots was good. Um, but yeah, the, the the Chiefs need to be able to stop the run, and the Bills don't have a particularly great running game. So that's where we're going to move over to the Bills, and I'm still saying it. Josh MVP Allen. I think this is the only guy that contend with Russell Wilson in terms of MVP this year. They're both great quarterbacks. I just, you know, I I think Josh Allen will be MVP if he can bounce back from this loss. This is really going to show what he's made of. I'm talking about it in the article I'm writing. How does he handle the first loss of the season? They cut, they go in 4-0 and then get absolutely destroyed by the Titans. And, you know, the Titans are a top-level team. I said this last year. This isn't just a fluke. Mike Rabel is a legit coach. The players will go out there and run for a wall for that man. So, yeah, fantastic. Um Josh Allen this year, 1,326 yards, 12 passing touchdowns, one interception and three rushing touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, 403 of those yards and two of those touchdowns have gone to him. He's been fantastic. Put up 106 yards against Tennessee. Couldn't quite get it into the end zone, but 106 yards is fantastic, especially from your number one receiver. So they're not moving the ball to as many guys as the Chiefs, but they've got their number one guy. Now, if the Chiefs double-team him and try and shut him out, that doesn't mean there's a lack of weapons there. They've obviously got Cole Beasley, 313 yards in a tub on the year. John Brown, 194 in a tub. Gabriel Davis, 187 yards in two tubs. The, the offense works. I mean, Singletary, 238 yards and a tub for himself. You know, their running game is not top level. They, sh- they should have kept Christian Wade. That man's a beast. But... um. The biggest part of the Chiefs, although their offense is explosive and they've got dynamic playmakers, I really like this defense. Now, you've got, you got guys, I say it all the time, Jordan Poyer, Matt Milano, Wallace, Micah Hyde, you know, Trey White, one of the, probably the best corner in the league right now if you're ignoring Stefan Gilmore. Trey White is a problem. Now, White and Milano are both questionable for this game. If they can get healthy, that's going to add a lot to the Bills' defense because Milano is a threat in the middle of the field and Trey White will lock down whoever you give him. You give him Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Miko Hartman, even if Le'Veon Bell plays and wants to take you know some passes. Trey White can shut them all down and people are ignoring that. Trey White is an animal. Please don't underestimate this man. So, my prediction of this game is Chiefs 28, Bills 34. Now, controversial, I know, but just going off with what you've seen this season, I think the Bills have the stronger roster, and the fact that the Chiefs really struggle with the run game is really going to be the difference maker here. Now, you can come gun me in the comments. We'll, uh, we'll see what everyone else has to say, but that's my prediction. Chiefs 28, Bills 34. And let's move on to the last game, an interesting one between two crafty veterans. So we will start with Aaron, that's a bad man, Rodgers. Oh my God, he's gone off this year so far. 1,214 yards, 13 touchdowns, no picks. That's a bad, bad man. The second ranked offense in points. Aaron Jones gone off, 374 yards, four tubs. Jamal Williams, 108 yards. Uh, Lazard been catching passes, 254 yards, two touchdowns. Valdez Scantling, 210 yards in the tub. Devontae Adams, 192 yards, two touchdowns. And Robert Tonyan come out of nowhere, 173 yards and five tubs. What a beast. This offense has been humming, and Aaron Rodgers has been absolutely killing it. Undefeated, they have been fantastic. 
The defense as well, Yair Alexander's had a pick, looked fantastic. Christian Kirksey, the tackle leader with 27 combined tackles, 18 of them solo. Uh, Smith and Chris Barnes as well have looked absolutely fantastic on this defense. There's not much I can say about the Packers, but they are Super Bowl bound. Oh my God, can you imagine the Packers versus the Seahawks in the NFC Champion? That would be ridiculous. That would blow my tiny mind. That would be amazing, and I can't wait to see it because I feel like it's an eventuality at this point. Now, the Packers, there's no stopping the Packers this year. I'm sorry. As much as I love Tompa Bay, Tampa Tom, Tompa Brady, whatever you want to call the man, he is the GOAT. But this year, you know, it's the Aryan system. That's why he's such high picks, I think. It's 1,375 yards, 12 Dutch towns, four picks, and one rushing touchdown for the 1,000-yard rusher, Tom Brady. And they have the second-ranked defense in the league. So second offense versus second defense. Obviously the running backs, they've got guys like Fournette, 123 yards, two tubs, Ronald Jones, 359 yards and a tub, but it's their receiver core where they really stand out. Mike Evans, 271 uh, yards, six tubs. Scotty Miller went off. Oh my God, 250 yards and a tub. Godwin, 143 yards and a tub. The Juice, OJ, 146 yards Two tubs and Gronk kind of understated a little bit sad this year. I know they said he's blocking, but I feel that might just be a cover up for how terrible he's done. 140 yards, no touchdowns. This team's been humming on offense. Yeah, Brady's had some miscues. He's, he's getting a bit heated on the sidelines, and I think that's just because lack of discipline, maybe. They're not used to having this. He's used to being in like an ultra regimented. NFL team like he was with Belichick that is military style precision over there at the Patriots the the culture is different as well so you know it it, look you just gotta be honest I don't think the Bucks have a hope in this game now I'm not saying they're to be looked down upon they have got some great defensive guys Carlton Davis free interception Shaq Barrett free sacks Devin White uh We've obviously got Whitehead, Levante David, Winfield Jr. That is a great defense. They've got a lot of guys on that defense that do a lot of good things. The problem is the Packers are just too good. I know people are saying that Rodgers has a lack of weapons, but Rodgers has the source. Brady just has the juice this season, and that's going to be the difference between these two teams. The Packers' offense can't really be stopped, and the Bucks' offense is, you know, they turn the ball over a little bit too much. And, like, you know, Brady's thrown a couple of pick sixes this year. That could be the difference in the game. My scoreline doesn't, you know, my scoreline could reflect that, depending on how the game goes. But I, I just think the Packers overall have a much better team. You say what you want about this offense and drafting Jordan Love, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers, that guy has got balls so big, I'm surprised he can even scramble. I'm going to go back to what you said a couple of weeks ago. A down year for me is a career year for most quarterbacks, but I think we're going to see the career year for Aaron Rodgers this year. He's on track for nearly 40 touchdowns this season. I don't know how many picks he's going to throw. It's probably going to be less than five because he knows how to protect the ball. uh, You know, Bucks fans are going to get mad at me. Patriots fans who still love Tom Brady are going to get mad at me. Packers fans will probably get mad at me for not saying they score high enough, but this one I've got the Packers going 34, Bucks 21. That is a big dub. The Packers move to 5-0 and and the Bucks to 3-3. They slip to just 500. Guys, 
the, the, these these are the free games, and I think I've picked the most fun free games. I don't think any of these free games are going to be boring. Now, don't say I jinxed it, but I think these are going to be the best free games to watch this weekend on Sunday. So that's it from me, guys. You can find me on Twitter at DCCYT Football. Vanessa Hudgens, Kamala Haggis in the building. I'm going to give a shout out to my college co-host AJ Moore 21 on Twitter. That's my friend Andy and his Dolphins podcasts, Dolphin UK underscore Pod. Go give them a listen. They are very exciting, talking all things Dolphins, and I promise you guys I'll cover a proper Dolphins game in the upcoming weeks. Uh, their last episode was fantastic. Um, obviously the Nat Coombs episode as well. Last time I talked about that, that was a fantastic episode. If you're a Dolphins fan, you definitely go check it out. Andy, I'm going to ask you again, man. Is it to a time yet? Also, I want to give a shout out to my college co-host Rob Grimwood at FFBritBaller and Full10YardFantasy on Twitter. Great stuff from them. If you guys are interested in fantasy, that's definitely the twitter account to check out they will give you all the knowledge all the picks and will help you steam ahead in your league also another one of my co-hosts wakefield 90 that's lee wakefield and liam 66 nfl two of the guys we do the college podcast with you're used to hearing me of them i was ill last week and also tim underscore monk f 10 y full 10 yards that's the man tim so it's goodbye from me, guys. But before you go, please head over to the Full 10 Yards YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell notif- bell icon on so you get notifications of when we upload so you can stay up to date with all our videos there. You'll find the rest of our stuff on Full10Yards.com, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, all good podcasting sites. And from me, Kieran's Corner, Vanessa Hudgens, Kamala Haggis, I am out. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com